Life Audio. Many people have access to God's Word, but they never open it and never get around to reading the treasures it contains. Well, today we have the opportunity to take full advantage of our access to the Bible by reading it together and praying through the teaching we find in it. I'm excited to dig in, just as I am every day, but before we do, let's pause for a very quick message from our sponsors, and then we'll read God's Word together. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. You're listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor John. I'm John Stonge, and today's devotion is inspired by Mark chapter 8, verses 31 and 32a, which says, And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things, and be rejected by the elders, and the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. And he said this plainly. Jesus teaches us very deep things in his word, but he intentionally does so in ways that are accessible and understandable. If you find yourself in a position to teach or preach, please take note of his example. Your goal should never be to impress others with your understanding of ancient languages or complex doctrines. Your goal shouldn't be to use the most complicated words you can find in a thesaurus. Your goal should be the same goal as that of Jesus, namely, that those in your hearing would come to an understanding of truth, particularly the most important truth. Jesus made that clear to his hearers. He told them that he would suffer during the course of his earthly life, be rejected by those who should have worshipped him, be killed, and then rise again to life. This was of first importance. And this is what he wanted them to set their minds upon. But the disciples' minds, unfortunately, were still consumed with earthly things. In fact, Peter was critical of Jesus for teaching them this information. He was critical in part because they were more eager for Jesus to rule as a political king than to rescue humanity as a sacrificial savior. They cared more about power than they cared about salvation at this point. And Jesus rebuked Peter because his mind was still consumed with worldly priorities that reflect the ambitions of Satan more so than the holy, life-giving mind of God. In time, Peter's faith matured, and he saw things differently. What would you say your mind is currently focused on? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. 
And we thank you for the privilege that it is to be able to read this portion of Scripture together today from the Gospel of Mark. And Lord, we're grateful that you make your word plain to us. You teach us deep things. We see this example in your son, Jesus Christ, as well. During his earthly ministry, as he was teaching others, we see him teaching that he would be rejected, he would be killed, he would rise again to life, and that this was of first importance. This was something that mattered, and we as his followers should focus on these things. But Lord, we also see as we look at your word that the disciples did not receive this very well, at least initially. When we look at the words of Peter, he was actually critical of your son for teaching this information. And as we think about what motivated that criticism, it's pretty obvious that Peter and some of the other disciples were a bit more focused on earthly priorities. They wanted a political king, not a sacrificial savior. And Lord, even now we see that there are many people that that's exactly what they want. They want a political king, not a sacrificial savior. But Lord, for those of us who know you, and who can look at this portion of Scripture and realize the direct application it has on our lives. We pray that we would rejoice in the person and in the work of your Son, Jesus Christ, and that we would recognize that the help that he offers is exactly what we need, even when it conflicts with worldly priorities. So thank you, Lord, for teaching us these things. Thank you for modeling them for us as well. And thank you for the opportunity that you give to us to walk with you daily and to acknowledge that you satisfy the deepest longings of our souls. We're grateful for this all, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God looks at your heart, not your gene size. Do you know the verses yet still stress over your body? Oh, I get it. I was raised in church, but I struggled with food, eating disorders, and my body for decades. I'm Heather Creekmore, host of the Compared To You podcast, where we talk about all things body image and comparison from a biblical perspective. We get real about the pressure to focus on appearance in a culture where looks seem to matter most. Whether you're wrestling wrinkles or battling the scale, Compared To Who is the show for you. You'll laugh a little and be encouraged a lot. If you're ready to stop comparing and start living, visit lifeaudio.com to listen and subscribe.